Got it Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to another episode of Boot to the Face Powered by FullPressCoverage.com Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. I'm Chris Rucker with my boy EJ Reed, and we are here to talk some professional wrestling. EJ, how you doing? I can't complain, man. Holiday season. We got Thanksgiving around the corner. Mm. Like I said on uh, Haymaker, I'm a fat kid deep down inside, so Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Turkey, overrated or not? Not. What? I fucking hey, hate man. turkey. I never eat the turkey. Never. Why not? I don't like it. I don't like turkey. You, I take that back. I want to shout out my stepdad, Ira, if Ira's watching this. Ira is the only person that's ever made turkey that I enjoy when he used to fry it on the back deck. It was so fucking good. But other than that, fuck turkey. I mean, you like chicken, right? Yeah. You're black. Yeah, I like chicken. It's not the same. <laughs> Turkey's dry. Like... If you don't get the dark meat of the turkey, it's really dry. Like, you ain't got to add gravy to chicken to make it taste good. You ain't got to put stuffing on chicken. Chicken just tastes good because it's chicken. Turkey, shits. Overrated. Give me ham. Give me brisket. Give me ribs. I'll take any other mm. meat besides turkey. I like your thinking outside of the box. A lot of people have been doing that lately with, like, the brisket or the prime rib. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Give me some fucking meat I'm going to eat. I don't want to. You know. I don't know, for years now, at Thanksgiving, I go right by the turkey. I'll go to the honey-baked ham, if that's there. If there's any kind of chicken or any other type of meat. Or if it's just turkey. And I don't know. I, sometimes I just won't even eat the meat. I'll just... The dressing, the macaroni and sweet potatoes. Like, oh, that shit's way more important to me. I guess uh, my family was up early on the trend. Because we've been frying turkeys in my family since, like, I was in late elementary, early middle. So, like, I'm used to the turkey being juicy. It's probably about the same time that my stepdad was doing it because I was in high school and a little while after that. So, and I'm, what, about five years older than you? Yeah, uh, more or less. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's about the same time. But, yeah, fried turkey, I could deal with, but not everybody can fry turkey. So... Just turkey put in the oven? Like, no thanks. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like a oven turkey, man, yeah, it's, of course it's dry. <laughs> and like you said, it's pretty mid or trash. What's but, another uh, what's another Thanksgiving food that you think is uh can be like just taken off the like I think turkey can be taken off the Thanksgiving list and nobody would give a fuck. I don't think I don't know about that. I don't think there'd be any kind of uproar. You still got a honey baked ham there. Nobody's gonna be like, "Where's the turkey?" Nobody gives a fuck about turkey. It's just what you're supposed to like. Uh, some people like turkey though, and then you got the, the post Thanksgiving <laughs> meals you can make with the turkey sandwiches, and it's even drier. Hey man, you could dress it up, put the mayo on it. 
Hey, you got me defending turkey. I'm not the biggest turkey fan, but a lot of people like turkey. <laughs> Turkey's like I said, trash. I like it if it's fried. Mm. But they got like different cooking techniques nowadays, man. You, yeah. you got like a, where you could inject it with the with the juices if you're baking it so it's not dry, but like not a lot of people up on that like that. I'm more of a I I'll, I'll smoke I'll smoke a whole chicken for Thanksgiving before I do a turkey. Why won't you smoke a whole turkey? Cuz chicken tastes better, EJ. Where you been the last 5 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mess with smoked turkey as well. Get your nice smoked turkey leg. Mm. It hits. I tell you what, uh, turkey I could do away with. Um, cranberry sauce I think is trash. Yeah, you have that. Either way, like even if you just dump it out the can or if you mix it up and make it a whatever. Like I don't care for cranberry sauce. Um, I learned a couple years ago the sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie are way different, and I don't need pumpkin pie in my life. You were uh, a pumpkin pie eater in the past? I, yeah. Ugh, trash. I never thought it tasted just like sweet potato pie, uh, but I did like it, and then I decided, like, I think I did it for 80 proof. I decided to buy one of each and, like, taste them right next to each other, and sweet potato by flour was, like, just blew pumpkin pie out of the water. Of course, man. And you know it I'm tends a, to be in uh, the African American households, the sweet potato pies. Have you yeah. had uh, Patty's pies yet? Oh yeah, those are that was the one I got. I got the Patty Labelle sweet potato pie, and then I got the whatever the pumpkin pie that was right next to it was. Like day and night. Yeah. Um, I hadn't tried the Patty pies yet. Everybody, it's warm by them though. They're not bad. They're not bad at all, and they're, they're not that expensive either. Yeah, or get them at Walmart, so I might check that out. EJ, 20 yeah. years from now, when you're the elder statesman in your family, you know, you're married, maybe, maybe got a kid, maybe not, you know, who knows, right? But Thanksgiving's at your house with your family. Mm-hmm. Would you be opposed to ordering the food, or would you have to cook everything? I'm traditional. We got we to gotta cook it. I know it's for the birds, because it takes a lot of time, but... You know, that's what Thanksgiving is for. It's for cooking. I don't like all the pressure. I don't want to fucking. <laughs> I don't want to sit there like pressure slaving in the kitchen for five and six hours. And then when everybody's eating, you're standing there watching them and make sure everybody likes it. And you, it could be 15 people at your house, and 14 people are like, "Rucker, this is good." That one motherfucker's like, "I don't know, your turkey's a little dry." Like, go fuck yourself, Uncle Phil. Like, I don't need <laughs> you here anymore. You're not invited. You know what? That's why you're gonna be dead in like five years. <laughs> That's cold blooded. <laughs> um, no, nah, but I know for my, I got a big family, extended family. Like my dad's got a bunch of uh, brothers and sisters, and so my mom. So when we did Thanksgiving. It was like everybody bring this the dish. Like yeah. it's just without one person cooking. So. What was yours? I, I, I mean, I never cooked. Yeah, because <laughs> I was young at the time. Or what would it be now? Like mine would be. Uh, I'd probably bring a dessert or like. Uh, what could I do? See, I'm like I eat different than my family. Like, if I was to bring sweet potatoes, I'd bring a bunch of baked sweet potatoes. Mm. Like, but I'd bring all the like sugar and maple syrup and shit that goes with them. But to me, baked sweet potatoes are the fucking like that's the best way you could eat a sweet potato. Put a little cinnamon in it, yeah, butter. Now my grandmother, she could make sweet potatoes taste like candy. Like, there's so much syrup and sh- brown sugar and shit. It's, Super good now. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's like a whole nother dessert. Yeah, 
my uh granddad wore a bunch of hats when he was working when he was alive and he was a cook at one point so he taught like my dad and all the kids my aunts and uncles how to cook so like everybody in my family knows how to throw down mm. my dad is the dessert guy he always bring the uh, cheesecake the the pies and whatnot but if I had to choose, I'd probably bring, I like the collard greens, man. Really? You take all day cooking greens, huh? Yeah. You just, once you throw it on the pot, you just let it cook. <laughs> um, My grandmother does the desserts, man. Like, she'll have like a big, you know, those big, deep tin foil, like pot pans that you can make shit in. She'll make a whole peach cobbler with that in it. And then she'll make like five or six cherry cheesecakes that she makes. And then she'll just make a fucking like better than sex cake out of nowhere. Like she'll just make a bunch of desserts and nobody ever eats them. And you always get sent home with them. So this is the worst time of year to be trying to get your fucking diet and exercise regimen in charge. Because once you leave Thanksgiving, like you're going to be eating sweets and shit like that for about a week and a half. And you're not going to throw it out and like let it go bad. You're literally going to eat it every day, whether you want to or not. Man, make me hungry. And that's what's up, man. Ain't nothing like grandma's cooking. Uh, my grandma was a little bit older when she had my mom. So by the time like I was of age and could remember stuff, she pretty much retired from the kitchen. But she could still throw a good crab boil on. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Thanksgiving, man. You making my mouth water, man. Well, EJ, I was, uh, I was close to your old stomping grounds this past weekend. I drove up to Charlotte. To go see America's team beat down the Panthers, and we went oh, yeah. through uh, we went through South Carolina, and I had to stop at uh, we stopped to get a Starbucks because you know it was with a white girl, and she needs Starbucks. <laughs> go figure. Um, so next to it was a liquor store, and I was like, well, let's let's go to the liquor store that way we don't have to stop again, and I'll have something for uh, for when we get to your grandparents' house. And we go in, and the guy's got a fucking South Carolina Gamecocks jersey on. I was like, how did I not plan ahead to wear my Georgia Bulldogs stuff when I came through here? But we get to Charlotte. We went out that night, and it's a little neighborhood bar where her grandparents live at. It's like a little shopping center. It's a bar, a pizza place, a sushi place. And her grandparents are like, yeah, it's called, it's called Bradshaw's something or another. They're like, yeah, it doesn't really get that busy. Shit, they had three big ass bouncers in there when we walked in. There was nothing but Cowboys fans, like wall to wall. We were just there, you know. It's her last weekend in her twenties. I was like, "Do you want to go get a drink for your last weekend in your twenties?" She's like, "I guess." I never really thought about it. So we went out, and every five minutes, because you know I had a Dallas Cowboys like hoodie on. Somebody, oh, you come in for the game? I'm, I'm from Texas. I'm from Arizona. I'm coming in for this, that, and the third. I'm just like, I get it. We all like the Cowboys. Like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but it was busy as hell, and there was a good night at the at the bar. Their kitchen closed at one a.m., which I'm not used to here. Like usually here, the bar will be open till two, but the kitchen's done at ten o'clock. Like they're not cooking till one a.m. Um, wow. So I got some poutine. She got some uh, tachos, which is nachos, but instead of the chips, it's tater tots, um, which is really good drunk food. Ubered I back. Say. And, yeah. And then the game itself, man, was a lot of fun. Like, me and the guy Hoop went, and it, it was 80-20 Cowboys fans, man. Like, there That's were, how it always usually is, man. Cowboys fans travel across the nation. 
They did this one thing though that I <laughs> and I I went to a Panthers game last year, so I remember it. But every time the Panthers get a first down, they would go, "It's another Carolina Panthers," and the crowd would go, first down." <laughs> and they did that shit because they got the Dallas went three and out, and Carolina got the ball and was like moving it. And the crowd were like, the few Panthers fans that were in our section were loud as shit. So by like the third quarter, of course, I'm like, it's another Cowboys. And the section would go, first down. <laughs> and the guy behind us Asshole. is like, hey, y'all might have to leave. I, I think they stole that from the from my Gamecocks because we go, it's another Carolina first down. They just added Panthers to it. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's literally exactly what they do. <laughs> it's another Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, on 80 proof, we, we show these like, uh, fights in the stands and shit. And I'm always like, I don't understand how motherfuckers are fighting in the crowd. There was a Cowboys fan there. He made me believe why people fight. Cause I wanted to knock him out. Like <laughs> he was just the most obnoxious, abrasive fucking, like he turned around and like yelled in this guy's wife's face because she had a, uh, Bryce Young jersey on. It's like Bryce Young fucking sucks. He's fucking trash. And the, you can see the lady like with her hand on her husband's leg, like, don't worry about it. Just fucking calm down. Well, he ended up getting into it with another guy like four rows down because he was just being a dick the whole game. And the guy's wife was like, just go get a drink. Don't worry about it. And they went and like um, a couple ladies down reported him to like the cop that was there and like the event staff or whatever. And they came to talk to the kid, excuse me. And the kid was, uh, he was out of college because one of his frat brothers came over there. He was married because his wife was sitting there, but he was with his dad. And his dad wasn't like telling them at all, like, yo, calm the fuck down. He was just letting them do it. And then when he went and got talked to by security, his dad ran up to go like defend him. And the cop was like, yeah, you need to go sit the fuck down. Like, we're not talking to you right now. So they gave the guy a warning and sat him back down. And the whole time he's like, can you believe that guy wanted to fight me over football? Like, how stupid. And somebody said, it's because you're a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that? Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just. I, it, Cowboys I fans mean, pissed me off enough as it is. But, like, he was just, like, so fucking. Because we were, me and Hoop were cheering for the Cowboys, obviously, along with everybody else. But we're all, like, laughing with other Panthers fans. And, like, the guy behind us, you know, he's asking, like, where we're from and shit like that. They got up and left, like, halfway through the fourth quarter. They're like, hey, man, be safe going home. Like. You're there watching it, but, like, everybody's there for fun. You're not there to, like, jump in people's face. Like, we're not on the fucking field. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He was just a cunt. When you think of, like, terrible fan bases across the country, uh, you think of, as far as, like, behavior goes, you think of, like, Philly. Yeah. Think of Oakland. Not Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. The Pats because they're from Boston. Maybe the New York teams. But. As far as Cowboys fans, like you really don't hear like a lot of obnoxious behavior. Right, You're delusional as far right. as right, and and just annoying and you know just like over. I don't even know the word for it, but just like arrogant fans yeah, almost, yeah. but not like trying to fight somebody. This guy wasn't necessarily trying to fight; he was just a dick, like yelling at people and shit. Just from the very beginning of it, like the way he celebrated, I was just like, shut the fuck up, like. I was like, look, I'm not going to jail for beating up some little 22-year-old, though. So I just, like, I ignored it and kept to myself. But he was, if somebody would have knocked him out, I definitely would have vouched for him, you know, in court. Like, he deserved it. Like I always say, have some cooth. 
Act like you've been there, kid. Like, don't be a dick. The thing that pissed me off, though, was his dad was there with him the whole time. And like I said, his dad never once said, like, calm down. But as soon as he got ready to get in trouble, his dad, like, jumped up and ran to defend him. Like, he wasn't even doing anything. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, that's probably a trend. Raptor. Yeah. Uh, he's probably enabled him his whole life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, it was fun watching the Cowboys beat the shit out of the Panthers. That was, uh, I wish the Cowboys would have made, like, a little bit more plays, but it was still fun to watch. Like, football's just fun in person. Like, I wouldn't do it all the time, but um, it's fun to go once a coach. That's the first time I've seen the Cowboys play in probably four or five years, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a beatdown, but it was a weird game because Carolina, they were getting some uh, rushing yards. Yeah. More than I like to see. They were gashing a little bit, but, you know, the defense, bend don't break a lot of those drives. Bland coming through with the pick six. Mm. That was dope. It never felt like the game was in doubt, but it always mm. felt like it was close, if that makes sense. Like, I never thought Carolina might win, but, like, yeah. When they scored that touchdown to bring it within 17-10, I was like, okay, Dallas, you got to get serious now. And then they did that long drive and got a touchdown. And then Blaine got the pick six, and it was like, all right, we're fucking running away with it now. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun game to watch. The football looks so much bigger in person. Yeah. Like, when they kick it and when they – and the field looks smaller. Hmm. I never heard that theory. We we were sitting in the end zone this time. Normally, I sit on the sidelines. But the field just, like, they were on the Carolina, their first drive. They got right across the 50, and I was like, they could fucking kick a field goal from where they are right now. It doesn't look far at all. <laughs> but, far. yeah, I, it is, but still. Um, and the other thing real quick about the game is I waited until Saturday night to buy my tickets because tickets were high as fuck. Um, I think we ended up paying... 280 a piece after fees and all that shit and uh, the tickets we got were like going for over 400 the day before so we waited it out while i was at the bar saturday night and one of the guys talking to me he goes when'd you buy your tickets i said about an hour ago he goes oh you must have paid way more than i did i paid 1200 for three of them and we're in the 500 section and i was like i'm in the 200 section and i don't want to tell you how much i paid for because i don't want to piss you off <laughs> and he was like well i bought mine when they first went on sale because i got scammed last year and he had this whole fucking story you know ear raping me but yeah so if you're not a if you're not an anxious individual then uh you wait like an hour before the game and they dip even lower than that than what you probably paid for them they i was watching they didn't they uh the price I got for mine were probably the lowest I saw them. I mean, obviously, I was on my way to the game about an hour before, but I was looking the entire morning. They weren't they weren't dipping too much lower than what they were. Yeah, I, I mean, what is going on with the world? Like, if you just want to enjoy a game, you got to pay an arm and a leg. Like, what happened to the days where tickets for, like, 50, 100 bucks? Like, I don't get what this price gouging is happening for. It's not even the... Uh, the people reselling the tickets, it's the fucking websites, like all the fees and shit. Like SeatGeek, for example, they tell you up front, like, this is with the fees and everything. This is how much you're going to pay. You go to another website, the tickets might be, it was something stupid. Like there was tickets that were 240 bucks for two of them, right? 
and you click on it and it's almost a thousand dollars like legit like 940 something dollars after fees and the fees go up with more with uh the price of the ticket so if you got a $50 ticket, you might only pay $10 in fees. But if you got a $300 ticket, now you're paying $90 in fees. And it's like, it's the same fucking thing. Like, wh- why do the fees go up high? That's a tax. That's not a fucking fee. And then you got to pay taxes on the ticket price and the fee. <laughs> so it's just like, it's incredible. Like they, they Like Joe Pesci said, they fuck you with the tickets. <laughs> what so what are like face value tickets go for nowadays because they sell out like that that quickly so yeah I, I wouldn't even know honestly i don't know the the only time i ever buy face value tickets is when i go to wrestling events i don't know how you quick to get those i feel like they sell out in minutes yeah um normally i mean i haven't gone to a pay-per-view since uh Nashville SummerSlam I think I mean I went to an impact pay-per-view but as far as like a big pay-per-view I haven't gone since uh SummerSlam but we got those we were in a suite for that and then uh um Monday Night Raw and Smackdown and AEW and all that shit like those tickets are just out there I never get the like upfront tickets that I want but yeah no if you if you can get a good seat though, still even if it wasn't the seat that you wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I know what like the the Nashville Stadium. I know they they had some uh, blocked off, but I'm sure there were tickets left. I can't even remember what I paid for them. Yeah. I can't remember if it was face value. I mean, it was half. Think... The, it was half the stadium. Like it was forty thousand people there for SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Have they sold out for WrestleMania yet? I don't know. I know tickets are going pretty fast. I could look it up eventually, but I don't think they sold out. I think if they would have sold out, we would have heard about it like from Michael Cole like four times every show. Make sure to get his shit in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I got to check that out to see if it's even worth going to Philly if, it, if they have decent price tickets. WrestleMania. Philadelphia, you can get the uh, night one ticket, night two ticket, or you can get the two-day combo. Let's see. The two-day combo, I'll show you right now. The best. Put your mortgage down to to get the two-day combo. Best seats available. $10,000. You can sit section F4, which is on the floor, row four. Or... $3,000, $3,000, you can sit row 17 in section F3. You know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to sit on the rail of the aisle. So when they make in their entrances, you, like, see everything. But some kind of way, like, the same people I see on social media get those. Um, but those were combo tickets. Let's go. Night one, uh, you can get section 240 for $177 for one night. That's not bad at all. That's that's not bad. Uh, let's see. That's not bad. For two tickets, you're looking at three hundred and fifty four dollars before fees and such. And I'm trying to check out four hundred Philly though, man. It's gonna be cold. Four hundred and twenty five dollars <laughs> for two tickets. 
Okay. That ain't awful. After taxes and fees and shit. Section 240. Where the hell is that at? Yeah, you're right. That is up at the top. Yeah. Definitely nosebleed. Like, damn near behind the stage. Um, well, at least you can get in the building. Or, I guess, 100, you said 70-something. See, I can't believe, like, uh, oh, it's a resale ticket. That's why. Mm. I was about to say, I can't believe, uh, I don't want to do resale tickets. I just want to do regular tickets. Like, Section 105 is where I sat in Dallas. And mm. I don't remember paying, like, 300-something dollars per ticket. It was, like, 150 bucks. Me, Joey DeLorme, uh, Marty. Right now, fucking regular regular seats in that section, 500 to $600 for one ticket. Well, like, hold up. What section were y'all in in Dallas? I, well, I'm looking at the layout in Philly, and I'm just naming where it was. In the Philly map, it would have been like section 107 or something like mm. that. Like We were the first section above the floor, but we mm. were literally like, the last row because there was a brick wall behind us. So we were the last row, which I didn't mind because there's nobody behind you like yelling over you and shit. But our seats were pretty good. And it was like 150 bucks each. See, that's a, that's a reasonable price. Probably maybe because Dallas Stadium is bigger than Philly. I don't know. But I mean, it's a fucking two night event. Like, why are you trying to kill? Knock motherfuckers in the head. We all know why. The almighty dollar. Shame you're trying to press your fans out though. Yep. Um, I put out on Twitter real quick, EJ. This is something new. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, about an hour before we started recording. If anybody wanted any questions, uh, that they could ask. And so, what the fuck? Sorry, shit's happening on NXT. Uh, if anybody had any questions they wanted to ask, we can answer and. I think I got like four or five of them before we signed on. So uh, if you want, we'll we'll go through that. Uh, Chris White Sox on the Covino and Rich professional wrestling page, which is ran by Boots of the Face, really. Um, He says, why does Chris Rucker hate CM Punk so much? Do you think there will be any surprises at Survivor Series? I'll let you start off with that because it was directed towards you. Why do I hate CM Punk? How much time we got? One, because he fucking sucks. That's one. He's overrated. He's a loud mouth. He's a malcontent. He's a fucking crybaby. Nothing's ever too good for him. The motherfucker had the world title for 430 some odd days, wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and then turned around and quit because he thought he was being disrespected by the WWE. He should be the main event. Shut the fuck up. How about that? Be happy you're the world champion. John Cena was main eventing against the big show and Kane while I was the world champion. Okay, draw. How about that? Make more money than John Cena. I had to lose my title to The Rock going into WrestleMania. Make more money than The Rock. There's an idea. It's a business. You're a cog. Shut the fuck up. You're not as good as you think you are. You're injury prone. You can't even fucking high five the crowd now without breaking the hip. You won two AEW world titles and had to forfeit both of them due to injury. Starting fights and shit backstage. The guy's not worth the fucking trouble. Now, if he shows up at Survivor Series, well, I think it'll be a cool pop. It'll be a cool moment. But guess what's going to happen? I don't even have to get mad that he's there. Because in about four to six weeks, he's going to be on IR. 
Hey, man, tell us how you really feel. And that's why I don't like CM Punk. Yeah. And on top of and that, I, and on some real shit, when he left WWE, I've said this for years, and like I don't think a lot of people pay attention to this, but when he was on his little podcast, Roman wasn't getting booed before CM Punk talked shit about him. Vince has to Vince wants us to make Roman strong. If you go back and you look at uh the Royal Rumble that Batista won, the crowd wanted Roman Reigns to win that Royal Rumble. The crowd was completely behind Roman. And then when he went on that podcast with uh Colt Cabana and he talked shit about Roman Reigns, the loud majority started booing Roman. And then next thing you know, everybody was booing Roman. And it turned into Roman's not over. And Roman can't do this, that, and the third. I don't know. The guy just made it hard for somebody just because he was fucking jealous. And now look. All these years later. Hey, man. I'm sure that punk podcast didn't help, but you can't put that all on punk. If you go back and look at the timeline, I certainly can. I'd have to have some type of evidence, some hard evidence. You got WWE Network. Yeah. Go back and listen to what the crowd was doing with Roman before CM Punk did that podcast with Coke Cabana and then go to about a month after that podcast and tell me what the difference was. Because Roman didn't change. Maybe the what the actual product was is why people turned on them because it's maybe kept being repetitive. Nah, it was your boy. Okay. He was trying he was trying to <laughs> he was trying to burn the shit down before he left or once he left. Hey, you were paying more attention at that time. I wasn't watching that at all, basically. But um, I've been on this show for almost a year now. So for those who haven't been listening, I guess, uh, y'all know my stance on punk. I'm neutral. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I don't hate the guy. And if he's putting butts in seats, then I'm all for it. I mean, what I've seen from him since he's been back, because I wasn't really watching when he, during his heyday. What I seen when he since he's been back, it's been like okay. Mid. He hasn't put on any like five star matches. He put on a couple good matches. He had one with uh, MJF and maybe a couple other people that I can't think of off the top of my head. And then on the mic, he he was finally getting into his stride. Like I guess a few months into it, but at the beginning he was a little shaky. So I'm like, what's the big deal about this guy? But I mean. If you go back and look at the statistics for AEW, at least, when he was on TV, the ratings were high. And when he was off TV, they dipped. So take that for what it's worth. Mm. Uh, Chris's other part of this question is, do you think there will be any surprises at Survivor Series? Uh, I think they already told us the surprise on Monday Night Raw. We're going to get Randy Orton. I don't see anything else besides that. I don't know about you. What do you think? I think Punk is going to be there. Nah. I don't think so. I, don't I think they so. told you about Randy Orton to get you off the get you off the scent. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think I the surprise will be um, everybody probably think. Well, one, did you notice the look Jay Uso gave when they announced it was going to be Randy Orton? What was the look? He was not happy about it because last time you saw Randy Orton. It was Jay, Jimmy, and Roman beating the fuck out of him. They put him on a shelf for a year and a half. So, so now it's like, the, uh, 
Riddle them off TV? I can't yeah. remember. Though. They remember Riddle and, and Orton were challenging. They were unifying the titles against the Usos. Roman finally helped the Usos win. Then they beat the shit out of uh, Orton and Riddle after the match. And that's Rome. Orton's been out ever since. Um, so it was kind of good storytelling with Jay. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I finally got everybody else on my side. Now I got this motherfucker come back. And I know I can't trust a Viper. But I think the surprise will be not Orton, RKO, and Jay. I think Orton's going to turn on Cody. All right. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at a heel Randy Orton. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he was going to eventually do that anyway when he was with Riddle before he got hurt. Yeah. A heel Orton is always the better version of him. But he's so over with the fans nowadays. It's kind of hard to turn him heel because even if he's doing dastardly stuff, the fans seem to cheer him. Mm. Um, Nico Dad on Twitter. Nico Dad 26 uh, shout out to him. He went to All In with me and Petopolis, the very first All In. Uh, he says, why is Becky Lynch on the same team as Charlotte? Based on their past beef, it's kind of silly that Becky would come to Charlotte's rescue without a storyline to show that they are at least forming a truce. Hey, I'll let you have this because I feel like you touched on this on uh, social media. This is the absolute dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Becky and Charlotte's history and story is too big for a phone call that we didn't see take place to bring them back together. Becky's not even on SmackDown. There's no reason why Becky Lynch would come help Charlotte like that. A couple years ago, Becky and Charlotte hated each other and they were fighting the Kabuki Warriors separately. And Asuka and Kyrie were giving them that work one-on-one. And they were sitting in a training room together because they both just got their ass kicked separately because they refused to help each other. And they kind of looked at each other like, you want to do this? It's like, all right, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. And it made sense. They didn't win. And then they went back to not liking each other afterwards. But it made sense. This zero sense. This is just a way to get them to put back in fucking Survivor Series. Honestly. They should have had damage control or somebody like jumping Becky beforehand and making a real story about it. Now, I will give Becky credit. She did make a TikTok, <laughs> like sitting there trying to write her book and her phone rings and it's Charlotte and she ignored it. And then it rang again and she ignored it again. Then a different phone rang and she finally answered it. And she's like, all right, I got you. But that's not enough, because guess what? You probably didn't see it, did you? No. Yeah, I only saw it because it was on Instagram. And she just shows up in full ring gear at the end of Monday night. So Charlotte called her while she's at home in L.A. with Seth and Rue hanging out. And within an hour and a half, she made it to wherever they were in the United States of America and got dressed and came out to fight. Hey, make it make sense, people. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add to that because... You pretty much hit everything as far as that goes. Because I can't really remember Becky and Charlotte's feud off the top of my head because it's been a while since they put the, them together. I remember the, the three-way match that they inserted Charlotte in for uh, Mania. But had they had like a blood feud at one point? Charlotte and Becky? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the uh, when Becky first turned on, they ended up with the last woman standing match at Evolution, which if you haven't seen that match, I encourage you to go watch it. It's probably one of my favorite women's matches of all time. Uh, they had a, a beef when Becky turned on her after SummerSlam. They feuded for like, I mean, shit, all the way up through WrestleMania and they put Ronda in the middle of it. But before Becky won the Rumble, their feud was really good. Once she won the Rumble, it kind of tailed off a little bit, but it was really good before that. Like I'd, I'd go if you haven't, if you didn't watch back then, I would go and watch those SmackDown segments with Becky and Charlotte. They were really good. Man, I've, I've probably seen all of them, but it's just been so long. I can't remember. When I think of Charlotte, for some reason the first person I think about her feuding with is uh, Sasha. For some yeah. Reason. Yeah. That makes sense. Because they traded yeah, like, the title back and forth so many times. Yeah. And as, as far as uh, like the four horsewomen, I. I don't really know which woman that comes to mind to me the first when I think of Becky. For some reason, I put that Ronda feud in the, in the top of my head, and then uh, more recent uh, Bianca. Yeah, they were they were fighting forever. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, she did fight Charlotte a lot. Now that I think about it, um, Peteopolis says Survivor Series is right here in Chicago, Illinois. Book a better five-on-five Survivor Series match to blow the roof off the All-State Arena. So what I think he's asking is book a match that Chicago people would like. Hmm. Let me ask you, EJ, what is a city that Chicago doesn't like? Like, Dallas doesn't like Philadelphia. It doesn't just have to be football, but, like, sports-wise. St. Louis, would that be a... Yeah, they they don't like St. Louis. They don't like... Uh, I don't think they're fond of Cleveland or Minneapolis or uh, maybe like a Detroit. That might be a stretch, though. But uh, definitely, definitely like a St. Louis or, you know, maybe a Milwaukee. Let's go. uh, Let's go St. Louis. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to book. Or at least I am. I don't know how you want to do yours, but to blow the roof off, I'm going to have a team full of St. Louis wrestlers, the heels to take on a team full of Chicago wrestlers. Man, I, I, I can't even think of that many off the top. I know you got Randy on St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Is, 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 Chad Gable? No, he's from Minnesota. You got classy Freddie Blassie. So they don't have to be oh, alive so like either. It's time. just like all time. Yep. Oh, all time. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first then. Well, you said Randy already. I'll agree with that. Um, I'm going to put Willie Mack on there. I think Willie Mack would be a really good visiting heel. Willie Mack. You got to have Nick Bockwinkle. Okay. What about your boy Classy Freddie Blassie? Yeah, he's an all-time. I don't yep. really know the history behind his wrestling, but I know he's a manager. Ooh, okay. Uh, do you have anybody you want to put? Because I got, I got one I want to put. And if you don't agree with Classy Freddie Blassie, we can take him off. But so far, we got Randy, we got Nick Bockwinkle, Willie Mack, and Freddie Blassie. Iceman King Parsons. Mm, I don't know who that is. 
old school wrestler. He was the he was the fucking guy. Um, Pete so Opelous would know who that is. Our list? Yeah, let's just do that. Uh, uh, you, you got to put Harley Race on there, then. Yeah. I thought Harley Race was Kansas City. Oh, uh, I mean, you might be right. Yeah, I thought Harley Race was St. Kansas Charles. City. St. Charles, that's basically a suburb of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And he was born in Quitman. All right, well, we'll take uh, we'll take we'll take Freddie Blassie off. So our heel team is Randy Orton, Iceman King Parsons, Nick Bockwinkle, Willie Mack. Who was our fifth? Oh, yeah, uh, Harley Race. Yeah, Harley Race. Pete Opelous is loving this because he's an old school wrestling fan. Um, <laughs> and then our face team. From Chicago. Go ahead. You know you want. You know you want to put him on there. I mean, you, you, you got to put Chicago made Chick Magnet on there. <laughs> I'm gonna put the total package Lex Luger on there. Ooh. Okay. How about Larry Zabisco? The living legend. Um. Uh, and just for, just because of who he was, you know, winning the Super Bowl with the Bears, Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, that's a good one. Was that three or four? That's four. You got Punk. You got uh, uh, Total Package Lex Luger, Steve McMichael, and Larry Zbysko. Why don't we... Uh... Put a modern day superstar in there, like Montez you know, put, Ford uh, or Sky Blue, Mustafa Ali. Nah, we put Montez Ford on there. <laughs> Montez Ford is from Chicago. That's what it's. That's what the Google machine's telling me. Okay. And we'll have we'll let uh, Sky Blue bring them out to the ring. Okay. And then for there we uh, have it. wait, we got to get a ballet wrestler for St. Louis. Hold on. Saint. Um, who could we get from that area to be a valet? Um, Lisa Marie Varen. Who's that? Victoria. Oh, yeah, sure. There you go. Those are your Survivor Series teams with their, uh, I shouldn't call them valets, with their managers. That works. That's a good question. Off the, Off the top of the head that we had to do some research on. Uh, last question that I had before the show, Cowboy Robert Custis. What up, Robert? Says with Camille's contract coming up in the NWA, could AEW sign her and make her an instant star? Well, by I just I have to ask him like, what does he mean by star? Star within their company, sure, but I hadn't seen AEW really make a mainstream star yet, but. Yeah, I feel like if they sign her, she could just fill the void of what Jay left. I don't think so. I think looks-wise, Camille has it. Like, she does look like a star. I just don't think she's, like, good enough. I don't think she's good on the mic. I don't think she could tell. Like, Jade, for all she lacked in the ring, Jay could talk. Jade looked like a million dollars. I don't think Camille could have that package like that. 
Um, could they sign her and maybe try to move her up the ranks? Yeah. I don't know if she'd be an instant star though. I think, I think hers would have to be a slow burn. She'd have to have like a, um, a Wardlow type push when he was just fucking killing people. Mm-hmm. If they did that, yeah, I could, I could see it and didn't let her talk. Maybe gave her a mouthpiece, put it with fucking Swerve and, uh, King Nana <laughs> or Prince um, Nana. I'll call him King cause he's the man now. <laughs> um, yeah, she can't. She can't really talk on the mic like that from what I've seen of her. Uh, but as far as like the look, she's got it there. Like you said, it has to be a slow burn. Um, and then doing the Warlow route, that's a delicate route to to go because fans could either really love it or really hate it. It's really no in between. Mm-hmm. If some reason it caught on with Warlow, or it could go badly, like uh. Well, didn't fans like Ryback? I wasn't really watching. But yeah, fans loved Ryback. My daughter loved Ryback. She was like two years old. Whenever he'd come in, she'd come in the room, fucking feed me more. <laughs> the crowd loved Ryback, and then he got beat by Mark Henry at WrestleMania and turned heel the next night, and it was never the same. Or it's a more more uh, recent example, or you could go like the almost route. People didn't really care like that. He was like undefeated for a long time. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to definitely map out the direction you want to take her before bringing her in. You just can't have her in a company without having a, a plan or she will just fall by the wayside, I think. Yep. Uh, let's get Good to power. Questions. Yeah, it was. We appreciate uh, everybody that reached out to us. We'll try to do this, if I can remember, at least once every couple of weeks. Um if y'all keep coming up with good questions, we'll fucking maybe we'll make this a segment every week. Uh, we'll try not to do it on a week where we got to review one pay-per-view and then predict another one. So uh, <laughs> let's get through power rankings real quick, EJ. Um, if you want, why don't we like we whoever can go first, just run through your power rankings instead of going back and forth. Doing speed power rankings. Not necessarily speed, but just tell your list and talk about them a little bit if you want. If not, I can do mine. Uh, I, no, I actually wrote mine out. Um, so I, you know, once in a while I'll cheat. This week I got honorable mentions. I got the Rascals on there from Impact because yeah. even though they lost, that's why I put them on a, a honorable mention. Listen. Because your boy, Listen. Myron Reed, came back for them. Now they're trio again. And then I have Zion Becky for putting on that banger last night on Raw in the honorable mentions. But as far as my official rankings, number five, the newest signee to AEW Wrestling, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, bruv. I don't know if you saw this. Him and uh, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, had a Mm -hmm. banger on Impact. That was probably one of the best matches of the week that nobody probably seen because yeah. not a lot of people get access. But I was highly entertained by that match. Number four, I have still the AEW world champion, Mr. Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, MJF. We'll get into this later. A very convoluted way to get to that match, but mm. I guess they pulled it off. <laughs> Number three is your new AEW TBS champion Julia Hart won that three-way match with uh, Chris Statlander and uh, Sky Blue. 
Number two is your new AEW Women's Champion, the one and the only timeless Tony Storm. Big win over Sheeta over this past weekend. And y'all already know what our number one is. Swerve <laughs> may not drive for the people who can't see. Mr. Swerve Strickland mm. and that victory in that Texas death match this past weekend over Hangman Page. I didn't put Julia Hart on my list because I still think that they fucked up by not having her win the title the last time. She's number six. Really? Yeah. You can't, you can't blame her. For the I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying it would have been a bigger deal if she would have won it the first time. It's your list. And she didn't even pin the champion. I still got her on my list. And Sky Blue's shorts were number seven on my list. Um, Number five, I'm going to put him on here every week. Sting. Just 65 years old, man. Shouldn't be doing that, you know? He didn't even do anything, like, ridiculously crazy, but I'm just not a fan of Ric Flair being there, though. I'm really not. Hey, man. Let the old man have his last little run. Why can't he go and fucking do something in Charlotte's matches? Leave leave Sting alone. WWE didn't want him. Exactly. For a good fucking reason. <laughs> Number four, Becky Lynch. Totality of work for the past six months. Zia Lee's best match, clearly. Like honestly, I was watching that match last night and I was expecting a lot of fuck ups because like I like Zia Lee, but she's not the best worker. But I don't that was just a really good match last night. Got what one or two commercial breaks in it. Um, Becky's killing it, fucking making these people that aren't getting any shine look good. She ain't giving too much to where she's getting dominated by them, but she's making everybody look credible. And I love the fact she made Zia Lee look credible. Um, let me let me uh touch on that a little bit because I don't know if we'll go back to that. Um, yeah, definitely Becky does does her part as far as the in ring product goes, but. I think also you got to give it up for Triple H for putting some of these wrestlers in better spots, especially for some reason he knows how to put the Asian wrestlers in good spots because we saw him bring in Zia Lee when Vince first went out, and then when Vince came back, you kind of saw her kind of fall back a little bit. And now that he's out again, he's putting Zia Lee in a good position. You see the stuff he's doing with Shinsuke with the – the, the translating in Japanese, and this is the most relevant Shinsuke's felt in a while. And then you got a whole faction that's mainly Asian women. So I don't think it's just Asian women, though, because I mean, you got to look at what he's doing with LWO also. Like, True. the shit with Escobar right now is really good. The shit with Dominique, Dominique, Dominic is good. Uh, the stuff with, you know, Damian Priest is good. Like, He's putting people that aren't traditionally quote unquote American wrestlers in better spots. So I I will give him that. He's still a racist piece of shit for what he did to Booker T though. Um, Put that on him for some reason. He's him. nobody told him to say all that shit. I'm sure Vince did. <laughs> and you don't think he could have stuck his nose in Vince's office? They, uh, I don't feel like saying that. Uh, I think that's racist. Has, has has Booker T talked on this yet? Booker T is, you know, as for as much as I love Booker T, he'll never. Booker T came out and said Hulk Hogan's not racist. 
So as much yeah. as I love Booker T, like I ain't got shit to say with Booker T when it comes to stuff like this. But I'm sure I haven't heard of any racist behavior from Triple H besides that little segment. I'm sure he came up to Booker T. They probably I mean he about did it. do blackface in DX. That was that was uh that was X Pac with Mark Henry Mizart. And Booker T didn't do I mean not Booker T Triple H didn't have any anything going on in that one where he was acting like the rock. If you can find the unedited version of that that they don't clean up for the WWE Network, go back and watch it. Yeah, all right. We can talk about this uh, all day. We just got we got to stick to the subject. But like you said, he's putting. Okay, Booker T. Let me move on to the rest of my list. <laughs> um, my number three, still your world heavyweight champion in AEW, MJF. I didn't like the way this was booked throughout the show. Like it, it was. I don't know. It just it, I don't think MJF and Jay White needed all that. I think they just yeah. could have wrestled a match. Yeah, we'll probably dive into that a little bit deeper after you yeah. finish your power ranking. Uh my number 2, your new AEW Women's World Champion. She had a loaded ass, EJ. She we'll won with a loaded again. ass uh as well. Yeah. I guess there's worse ways to lose than have Tony Storm like coming, shoving her ass in your face. That's all I'm gonna say. So shout out to Sheeta Hikaru. Some um, people would pay for that. <laughs> Y'all can't see. I'm raising my hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number one, same as yours, EJ. We've talked about who we thought is gonna be the first Black AEW World Champ. I don't think it's a question anymore. I think Swerve Strickland beats MJF. I mean, they got it on a silver platter right here. This is Tony, whether he messes up or not, it's on him. I mean, I I think you could uh, string it along past this World's Collide pay-per-view, but you got to pull the trigger at Revolution, I think. I agree. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of full gear, man, let's go ahead and let's review that because we gotta we gotta predict uh, Survivor Series and it's already we've already been doing this for an hour. Yeah, man, where do we even start, though, man? We don't have to cover the whole card because it was yeah, yeah. We talked about the main event. Um, I'm not. I was a fan of the match, but I wasn't a fan of the story. If that makes sense. Like, eventually I got into it. I kept thinking Adam Cole was going to turn on him again. Honestly, I thought Adam Cole was going to defend the title for him, and then some kind of way he would end up getting the title instead of MJF. Um, But he – and even though Cole kept fucking up, and Jay White kept – it did make Jay White look bad, though. The guy's on one leg. You cheated like seven times and still couldn't beat him, and then he beat you. But – a really good match, very entertaining. I just, I just wish they would have just done it one on one and not had all the other shit involved in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be nice about this. Um, what, what, what was that convoluted, complicated mess that they had to set up the match? Like, why you didn't need all of that? Like, I don't get it, man. You had the guns attack. MJF during, after the tag team match. Why didn't you just leave it at that? Why'd you have to cart him out on the ambulance? It seems very WCW 2000s booking. 
Like, you didn't need all that. Have Adam Cole come out, act like he was going to defend it. If I'm a fan in the stands, I'm pissed off at this point mm-hmm. with all this confusion. Like, you could have just had MJF be hurt before the match. Don't cart him off. Just, you know, old school. Just have him laboring that leg because he got hurt. You didn't have to do all the convoluted, convoluted Adam Cole mess and whatnot. I think it took away from the, the how good the match was. Yeah. Actually, and... I hope Tony didn't come up with that. Maybe it was a wrestler that came up with that and he just gave the green light, but that's where you got to put your foot down and be like, all right, this is a little bit too complicated. Keep it simple, stupid. You got like, two of the best wrestlers in the world. Just let them wrestle. Yeah, exactly. You didn't need all of that. So that took away from a very good card, in my opinion. And I totally agree with you. Uh, Jay White looks like a punk. He was like a chump. After all of that, he still couldn't beat him. <laughs> Basically, drawing it out throughout the whole night that he was going to get the title. Because when they, at the beginning of the show, they were threatening on taking it from him. They were about to literally declare him. Yeah, he was about to get declared the winner. Adam Cole came out. Yeah, and then at the actual match, he had the dynamite ring. Then the guns come out. He did all this and still couldn't beat him. Like He looks like a straight-up chump. Hit him um, with the belt. Hit him with the belt. Still can't beat him. So, yeah, he looks the worst coming out of this. I don't know how they bounce back with him after this. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know either. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jay White, but I I would much rather him just wrestle MJF and lose than than all that. Like he had he had everything in his favor and still lost. You literally fighting a guy on one leg that was in the hospital and you still lost. You literally cheated with your outside interference and you still lost. You hit the guy with the dynamite ring and the belt, and you still lost. He had a motherfucker trying to help him cheat, and you stopped him from cheating, and you cheated, and you still lost. Like, is the AEW towing the line with Super Cena? Yes, I was about to say. Read my mind. That's pretty close. I don't know, man. I just don't really like MJF as a. A face man. I know why they did it because fans wanted to chair him, but he he toes the line between being an asshole with then being corny. I wish he was just straight up like The Rock, if that makes sense. Like you see, I don't like how he does like the heartfelt. I was waiting for this for all my life, and I used to get picked on. Like yeah. If you're going to be an asshole, just be an asshole. You can be an asshole anti-hero. Yeah, I don't need an asshole with a backstory. This ain't the Joker. Yeah. So, uh, I just feel like they're kind of drawing this out the, for Adam to come back. And then, let's also talk about, they didn't even further the storyline with the devil. Like You could have at least done that since you did this convoluted story. Why didn't you put another nugget out there with the devil? They didn't touch on that at all. So, like I always said, Tony's a good matchmaker, but not that good of a booker sometimes. What about your uh, your boys, the Young Bucks, losing again to Kenny Omega in the tag team match? I didn't expect that to happen, but I'm fine with it, I guess. I mean, I really don't care about that whole storyline because, like, fuck the Bucks. I feel like if you're the best tag team in the world, which they're not, by the way, it's just what they say. Clearly, to me, the Usos are the best tag team, followed by FTR. 
Um, Who's was in a tag team anymore, though? I, that doesn't mean shit to me. They're still the best tag team in the world. <laughs> they'll they'll circle back around eventually. Um, the Usos, the best tag team in the world, wrestled Roman Reigns, the best wrestler in the world. Man hasn't been pinned in a thousand days or however many days it was, right? And he teamed up with their brother, Solo Sokoa. And they couldn't beat the Usos because the Usos are the best. Kenny Omega, I feel like, goes to Home Depot and motherfuckers outside waiting on a job. He just picks one of them. Like, hey, you want to come beat the Young Bucks with me? And he just picks a different partner. He did it with Ibushi. He did it with Hangman. Now he did it with old geriatric-ass Jericho. Basically, what they're telling me is Kenny Omega can go get, uh, what was that little kid's name team with? Nick. <laughs> go get little Nicholas. And he can beat the Young Bucks with them. You can't be the best tag team in the world when one other guy just picks random fucking partners and beats you. Sorry. Yeah, and we know they got pulled by backstage. So I'm thinking they're just saying, Kenny, we want you to go over, which is stupid. Like, yeah, you're the best tag team in the world. You, you got to win that match. <laughs> They got some kind of storyline going on because they both threw temper tantrums. They threw the most awkward temper tantrums, too. Like, it didn't look like it didn't look right. Am I crazy? Or didn't like one of the young bucks is still in the ring, like talking to Kenny Omega while the other one's throwing chairs. And then he gets out of the ring and starts throwing stuff. And it's like took his shoes off and left him in the ring like he was saying he retired. They didn't even put the camera on it. So many camera cuts got missed by AEW, by the way, like. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but as I was watching, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, I, I didn't really notice it. But. That was one of them. Like, Matt Jackson was literally taking the shoes off and throwing them in the ring, and they put the camera on Nick Jackson outside throwing the chair. So they completely missed that. Uh, there was something else really fucking egregious, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but, yeah, so the Young Bucks apparently are stepping away for a little while. Whatever. Oh, really? That's That's... That's why. Uh, that's what the that's rumor, what you heard. That's what the rumor mill is. Well, good. From what yeah, I understand, they might be doing away with being the elite too, which I haven't watched that in years. I must say, does anybody still watch that? Yeah. Um, timeless Tony Storm becomes your yes. three-time women's champion. Uh, I like the match. I don't like the ending. The reason I don't like the ending is because. They tried to make us seem like we're stupid. They said the ref didn't even see the thing. In her. It was hanging down from her butt cheek. For like the last two minutes of the match. Yeah, like the ref didn't see it. What? Everybody can see it. Let's be honest, okay? Aubrey's married to a man, so clearly she's not, you know, a homosexual, right? I, you don't I, have to be homosexual to look at Tony Storm's ass if you're a woman. Like, yeah. everybody in that arena is looking at her ass eventually. So the fact that she wrestled for two minutes with a big piece of metal on her ass cheek and Arby didn't see it caused her fucking referee inability in the question. Yeah. You gotta call an audible at that point somehow. I don't know how, but if you're Tony Storm and you feel it, you gotta go out the ring, tell her to throw you out the ring maybe and adjust it. I don't know. I'm not in the wrestling business, but yeah, that wasn't a good look. But everything else with the match was good. Um, Sky Blue, Statlander, and Julia Hart. 
I thought this was a, a good match. Uh, I think the right yeah, woman won. I would rather she pinned Statlander, but I guess this can lead to Statlander asking for a rematch. And her losing. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill retain the tag titles. I'm with it. Um, I was I watched the match, but I wasn't really paying attention. Was it pretty good? It was all right. I watched the end of it. I like the way Ricky Starks grabbed one belt, threw it down to Big Bill, and grabbed the other belt. I don't know why that was that was something really small, but I I liked how they did it. Yeah. Oh, that was the, that was the other camera cut they missed when Starks hit uh hit Wheeler and knocked him off the ladder. I thought he was gonna go through a ladder at the bottom. They never showed him land. Yeah, it seems like a, a miss on their part. Right. I don't know if he hit the ladder or not, but by the time they showed him again, he was like outside the ring. Um, but they won, and Sting had a dope-ass outfit on him, Edge, and Darby. I like their little get-up. Um, I could could deal without the Ric Flair thing. That's uh, that's about it, as far as I, <laughs> I can think of the touch-on for the pay-per-view. Or 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 uh arguably one of the matches of the year we didn't even talk about. <laughs> what? Swerving Hangman. Oh, I I'm sorry, because we put Hangman as number one. I completely yeah, you're right, you're right. Um this match this match is kind of gross. Like <laughs> when I saw Hangman laying down about to drink his blood, I had to fast forward this part that part. Hangman Dracula, like yeah. I've never seen such a vile thing. I'm sure I'm hoping they did all the uh, the precautions and got this man hep checked and all of that. I would imagine not, so. It's foolish. I would imagine they did, but that that was that was some gross shit. You sick fuck. You sick fuck. That's <laughs> Dave Chan. I mean, that was warranted. Yeah. What, um, what about the what about the entrance with Prince Nana with the dancers? I fucking love Prince that was Nana. Dope. Yeah. He had his little own Nanettes, is that what they were called? Mm-hmm. I love that Swerve looks at him and he just looks so irritated at him all the yeah. time. Like he just looks over. <laughs> that's I like the nuance of that. He just looks over like either he'll do like a smirk, like a condescending smirk, or like he'll look disgusted. Yeah, he looks so disgusted by it. Like this motherfucker here. Um, but great match, Hangman. I, I felt like this was the first time I looked at Hangman Page and I thought he's a fucking badass. Like I don't, he just looked different. Or am I crazy? Like I, it was something small that he changed about his. I know he's wearing jeans and cowboy boots, but like, I don't know if his hair was different or something. But he looked different. And then mm. for as violent as he got too was really good. But the right guy won again, I think too. Like, I was hey. a big fan of Swerve. Win. I was scared Hangman was gonna win. Honestly, watching it. I don't can't even remember who we picked. Maybe we both picked Swerve. I can't remember. I might have picked Hangman stupidly but yeah like you said the right man won um shout out the hangman page for he probably could have politic backstage for himself to win but he did the right thing like i hate 50 50 booking and they didn't with this feud because they faced each other not at all out they faced each other at uh that that seattle pay-per-view didn't they i can't mm. remember the name of it yeah and uh swerve swerve won and then we're one again, like they should. Like when you're pushing somebody, you don't do 50 50 booking. Right. And Hangman, he's already had the belt. So maybe that's why he's like, all right, 
you got to put the next guy up because I already been a champion. So why not put this up and coming star in a good position? And he's on fire right now. So yeah, I love the book of decision, love the match. And now it's all about AEW following up. And we know how that could go sometimes. So we'll see what happens on Dynamite. Um, well, if you want to pull the matches up for Survivor Series, we can go ahead and run through those and get to these NFL picks. Um, I don't know how well we did with, or how well I did with NFL picks last week. I know we picked a lot of different things. So you, I, I almost swept you in our opposite picks. Damn. But you didn't do, you did actually pretty well, but on the picks that we had different, I almost swept you. It's the damn Seahawks missed the field goal. The only reason where you got one right that I didn't pick, mm. but you, you, uh, you did eight and six for the week and I did 11 and three. That ain't well shit. You keep running away with it. I mean, as far as like, if you were doing a parlay, eight picks, that's damn good. But I should actually bet because uh, I picked 11, right? <laughs> right. Maybe you ought to start gambling on them. Maybe. The Chiefs fucked us over and the commanders, I didn't expect the fucking commanders. Get spanked by the Giants. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, so on the year, I'm 103 and 61 and you're 85 and 79, but Jesus, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because we said we're supposed to be doing Survivor Series pick. Let's get I'm it. Trying. One of my I'm favorite pay-per-views of the year. Right now, it's a uh, Survivor Series on, is on Saturday or Sunday this year. Saturday, it's Saturday. So I guess WWE is completely done with the Sunday pay-per-views. I guess, huh? Yeah, except for WrestleMania weekend, huh? Did they actually officially say why they're doing no more Sunday pay-per-view? They never did, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, so. All right. Well, so far, it's only five matches announced on this. Maybe they'll announce more on SmackDown. That doesn't seem like a lot for a big five or big four, however you want to categorize them now. Well, I mean, two of them are Survivors or uh, War Games. True. So that's at least... 30 minutes for the match on top of ring intros and shenanigans. So you're looking at probably two hours worth of war games matches right there. Uh, probably both run like 30 minutes probably. Yeah, but with entrances and if something happens after the main event match. Um, True. Um, I still don't like the fact why they can throw some traditional – Survivor Series matches in there. Yeah. Instead of having these random singles matches. I mean, uh, it's a small nitpick. But number one they got listed on this is Gunther versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Miz gave Gunther their work last night. Yeah, he did. I was surprised. You had it in you, Miz. Gunther's going to beat his ass. Miz is not beating Gunther. I wouldn't mind if he did, but I I'm I got Gunther. You say you wouldn't mind if he if No, he I would actually love it if the Miz won. Why? Why not? Give Miz his flowers. I don't like Miz's uh, face. It's always awkward for some reason. He ain't a face. He hit the man in the nuts last night. I mean. That's not a face. People are just cheering for him because they, they respect him now. He's giving him facey. 
promos though. But maybe they're just doing it for this feud. But yeah, Gunther's about to put paws on him. I got Gunther as well. And the next match they got listed is Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Starks for the Women's World Championship. Waste of time. <laughs> Rhea you don't Ripley. You think Zoe got it in her? Zoe ain't got a shot in hell. Hey, man. You can't sleep on Zoe like that. Might upset the world or shock the world. That's me sleeping on her. <laughs> uh, so... I'm going on limb and say, hey, you got Rhea in this one. Yes. <laughs> Mommy's always on top. Uh, that's a provocative line, she says. She, she knows what she's doing. I digress. I got Rhea as well. And also we have Carlito versus Santos Escobar in a, it's a straight up singles match. Santos going to whoop that ass. Carlito's comeback is not good. He's just been there. Because Carlito was never that good of a wrestler. I was never the biggest Carlito fan. That's right. Go ahead. He had cool hair and he spit an apple and he said little shit like, that's not cool. But, like, name a good Carlito feud and match from his first run. Then he stabbed John Cena. (laughs) Did he stab him? I don't know if he stabbed him or not. That's what they alluded to, didn't they? Talking about in real life? No, in the when he like debuted, like wasn't it close to debut? He stabbed John Cena or some crazy. I can't remember that far back. Not for not for Carlito. I can't anyway. Like he's like represents the time where I'm like I was waiting off to watch wrestling. I'm like, all right, man, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Him spitting out apples and then yeah. uh, Eugene and all of them. Like right, uh, I was just never Carlito. Never did it for me. But yeah, I think I think Santos got this as well. I mean, I feel like Carlito came back to be a good hand. Maybe he's doing backstage stuff. I don't know if he's producing backstage. But like you said, his comeback has been very lukewarm, mm-hmm. to say the least. But we both got Carlito in this one. Next match, uh, the women's war games. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Belair, Shotzi, Becky Lynch. Versus Damage Control, which consists of Bailey, Oscar, Eosky, and Kairi Sane. I feel like Damage Control is going to win. Yeah? Why? Because I think the faces are going to win the main event. So you can't have both heels win. Just for that purpose, I think Damage Control wins. That's, uh, I mean, you, why not? You can't have both of the heels. I mean, you can, but I don't think they will. I don't know. I just think I think it'd be a big feather in the cap of damage control if they beat Becky, Charlotte, and Bianca. Yeah, I know they got shots in. It'll probably make her be the one tap out. But Becky, Charlotte, and Bianca is a hell of a fucking threesome on the other side. And for you to beat them, that puts your faction over. Okay, so I think damage control is going to win too. I'm thinking, but I'm going to be a contrarian and choose the opposite. I think the other team is going to win. And I think uh, Bailey is going to cause damage control the win. And they're going to they're gonna kick her out. Maybe not at the at Survivor Series, but they're going to use that as the catalyst to kick her out. And she's going to cause the team to win. Kick her out of her own fucking group like she's Edge. 
and look what happened to that situation. Yeah. Uh, men's War Games match. Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and returning Randall Keith Orton. Or is it Kendall Orton? I don't Keith. Know. I just, I just might have made his middle name up. It's he Keith. He's correcting me. Keith. Yep. Versus the Judgment Day, which consists of Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dirty Dominic, JD, McDonough, and also joining them is Drew McIntyre. JBD McDonough and Shotzi. Those are going to be the two people that take the L. And those, coincidentally, are the two people that don't belong in this fucking match. Because when you no, name they- when you name all the people on each team, those two stand out. You don't think Dirty Dom could take the pin? Nah. He could, but he ain't. I don't know. I think I'm going to go opposite on you with this one. I think the Judgment Day wins this one. And they keep the momentum going. Something happens. Something weird happens. Like you said, maybe Randy turns on Jay. Give him a receipt. Or maybe turns on. You, no, you said Cody. Maybe turns on Cody. Mm-hmm. And sets up the next feud going into Rock Rumble and whatnot. Or maybe he tur- or maybe he gets back his get back on Jay, like you talked about earlier, how they beat him down to send him out of the company. Dating back to last year's Survivor Series, uh projecting that the men are in the main event this year. Main event Jay Uso has main evented four of the last five major PLEs. The only one he didn't main event back. the only one he didn't was the Rumble. Yeah. I mean the yeah. big four. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. The only one he hasn't main evented was Royal Rumble, but he's main evented Survivor Series twice. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Don't call main event Jay for no reason. Like that's crazy, right? Big, yeah. If you include the Big Five, like the Money in the Bank, a lot of people like to put that in the fold. Now he didn't he uh, main event that in a tag match? Yeah, that's the one they beat uh, Roman and uh, Solo in, right? Yeah. Hey, four out of five ain't bad. Even though it ain't all of them on solo matches, but still. Still in a big spot. But what do you think is going to steal the show tonight? For Survivor Series? uh, Probably the women. The women's Survivor Series match. I think it'll be good if we just ignore Shotzi. You don't like Shotzi? No. She, she doesn't bother me. <laughs> and that's how I feel about her, too. I don't even have to elaborate on it. Just no. I don't like her. She doesn't bother me. She bothers me. She Just watching her run to the ring the other night, that little Hellraiser pinhead haircut she's got. You, you hating on her because of her haircut. <laughs> it ain't just her haircut. I just don't. I don't think she's good. And I'm not hating on her. Like, good for her. She's fucking in the Survivor Series match at WWE. But I'm just not a fan. I can. It can be like that. It can be all right. Hey man, you have the right to like what you like. I'd rather they put Blair Davenport in that spot. Nah, she ain't ready yet. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She's more ready than Shotzi. Hey, we're about to see if Shotzi's gonna swim or f- or sink. 
Yeah, but Thea Hill and Jason matches, Jane that's... just did the most awkward fucking ring entrance I've ever seen. Who? Thea Hill and JC Jane. They oh. were like trying to be sexy. <laughs> I always thought JC Jane like tries too hard to be like seductive. And she just mm-hmm. did it again. And now she's got Thea Hill doing it. Yeah, she swings her hip a little bit too hard. Right. I think, I think she's uh trying too hard. Like it was natural with Mandy and uh, Gigi, Gigi, yeah. And now she's yeah. got Thea Hill trying to do it, and but it just doesn't. Nineteen years old, she just had her period the other day. Leave that girl alone. Let's talk about the NFL, EJ. I got the, I got the picks. We just went over the record. You got me by what? Twenty games now? Seventeen? Some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, just a little under twenty. All right, this is my week where I start coming back. Here we go. Like my boy Dax said, here we go. I mean, it's week 12. We got about five weeks left. Six, <laughs> yep. The Green Bay Packers travel to Detroit to take on the Lions at 1230 Eastern on Thanksgiving Day. I fucking love it. I got the Lions. Go, Pack, go. That was for you, Marty. I hate the fucking right. Packers. I can't believe I said that. I was just thinking about clipping it and sending it to him, but then I don't want him to have video of me saying that shit. <laughs> I'll clip it and send it to him. Don't do that. Don't be like that. <laughs> the commanders of Washington t- travel to Arlington to take on America's team. The d- d- Dallas Cowboys. Oh, come on. Yeah, we didn't have to say it. We both got the Cowboys in this one. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, San Francisco at 820 Thursday night. Oh, it's going to be a good one. San Francisco travels to Seattle. A primetime game in Seattle to take on the Seahawks? I got the Seahawks with the upset. I did not have the Seahawks. They pissed me off and caused me a win last week. Losing to the lowly L.A. Rams. I got the 49ers. The reason that the Seahawks lost to the L.A. Rams is why I pick them. Because when you play in division, anything can happen. And this game is in Seattle. Strange things happen in Seattle, especially at nighttime. My boy Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy and DK Metcalf going to go off in this game. I mean, I don't know what uh, Geno's health looking like. That's the money reason. Did I say Teddy? Yet. I said Teddy Bridgewater. Geno Smith. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I thought you mean know something I didn't know. No, I'm sorry. I was like, you cook. Um, I meant Geno. <laughs> wrong black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know his health because he had to go out for a couple series, and Drew Locke is a bum, and that's the re- I think that's the reason why they lost. But if Geno Smith is uh, healthy, they have a shot. But I'm still not picking them. The Miami Dolphins on Black Friday travel to New York to take on the Jets. J E T S. Three o'clock. Wow. Three o'clock game on a Friday afternoon. I like that. That's weird. Yeah. I got the I got the Dolphins uh, stick a nail in the coffin of the Jets. I don't think yeah. uh, Rogers is gonna come back because they're not gonna be in contention. <laughs> I think that fairy tale is over. Zach Wilson's moved down to the third string quarterback. When you move your starter to third string, you don't have a quarterback. So give me the Dolphins. Sunday, one p.m. Ooh, I wonder if I should try to see about tickets to this game. The New Orleans Saints take on the Atlanta Falcons here in. ATL, ho. This is a tough one. 
who's the Falcons quarterback? Is it still Desmond? Yep. And the the Saints are coming off a bye week. Maybe the the Falcons play. They may be coming off a bye week. They were on a bye also. Uh, this is tough. Let me go with the hometown team. Give me the Falcons. I'll take the Saints. Uh, Your next game, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers after firing their offensive coordinator traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Joe Burrow-less Bengals. Yeah, for that fact, I can't take the Bengals. Give me the Steelers. I want to pick the Bengals, but we'll pick the Steelers. I don't know who the Bengals' backup is. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Houston to take on the six and four Texans. CJ Stroud down there cooking in H Town. I might be foolish for this because my head says the Jags gonna win, but give, give me give me Houston man with the upset. I'll take the Jaguars. I won't be uh if I won't be uh surprised if I get that pick wrong. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Man, this is this is a terrible game, but I I guess I'll take Tampa Bay. Um Give me the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. Mhm. Here's a shitty game. The New England Patriots travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to take on the Giants. I guess I'll take the Giants. I'll take the Patriots. Uh, Danny DeVito is still starting, right? Yeah. The Carolina Panthers at 1-9 travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, who's, who's the Titans quarterback? It's your boy, isn't it? Tannehill? I don't know if, if he's... Now, let me do some creek research, because if he's not the quarterback, then I'm not picking him. I feel like that's a team where you, the quarterback's never healthy. Is Tannehill starting? Because I don't know if he played this, because they got Molly Watt by the Jaguar. I don't, cause I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, but let me inactive. Who? Oh, he's inactive. And who they playing again? You said uh, Tennessee is playing against the Panthers. Panthers are just so bad under discipline. I just take the hometown team. I'm not confident in this pick though. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, take Tennessee. Titans. I'll take Tennessee also. I won't be shocked if the Panthers win, though. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Arizona to take on the new and improved Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. They, they still lost, though, didn't they, this past weekend? Did they? I thought they won when he came back. Or was it last week? <laughs> Look it up right now. I don't see the Cardinals for the picks last week, so... 
I'm say Maybe they were lost. on a bye. <laughs> Maybe they were on a bye. I didn't even know Kyler Murray was going to be back. This is a hard. These are some hard games to pick. Yeah, he came back two weeks ago. Uh, what's it? What's their record again? Oh shit! Yeah, you asking a lot right now. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals record. They couldn't have won more than three games. They're two and nine. They lost to the Texans last week. Six and four Texans. How, what was the score of that game? Twenty-one to sixteen. I guess give me the Rams, but I'm not. Com- I'm not confident in this pick either. Yeah. I'll, uh. Stafford's back, right? But what about Cooper yeah. Cup? Stafford's back, but he didn't light up the world against the Seahawks, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm not confident in this pick at all. I'll take the Rams also. Let me go check on my boy Cooper Cup because I got him in two fantasy leagues. But I'll take the Rams. Uh, you got Cleveland Browns traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Give me the Broncos, man. The Broncos just beat everybody lately. Yeah, I got I got the Broncos as well. I don't. They don't... <laughs> Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback anymore. Or running back. Yeah, well, they've been out him the whole season. <laughs> and Cooper Cup's got an ankle sprain. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, fresh off their loss to the Eagles, travel to Las Vegas a week before I'll be there to take on the Raiders. Hey, I think Mahomes about to put his own Vegas show out there. He's salty after his receivers dropping balls left and right. I mean, right. what can he do? He can't do anything else but throw the ball even more accurate to him. <laughs> he ain't going to have a choice. He's going to start throwing the ball himself. I got the Chiefs. Yep, we both got the Chiefs. I don't feel bad for him. Those are the same receivers he had last year when he won the Super Bowl. I ain't trying to hear that shit. Yeah. What happened to uh, Juju? Guy used to play for the, Juju? For the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah, Juju. Yeah, Juju don't have beat his ass. He's got it in the Super Bowl. He left. Yeah, he don't have the same receiver. Okay, so they're missing Juju Smith-Schuster, who wasn't that good. That's still big. Travis Kelsey can't do it all. Well, Even though he was dropping past himself. Mahomes is supposed to be Jesus in cleats. I ain't trying to hear that shit. I mean, if I could see if he was throwing intercepts. Well, he did throw some intercepts. But if I could see if... The receivers weren't dropping. He can't. He can't tell the receivers not to drop balls. Like I don't put that on him. It is what it is. They they thought that he was so good that he didn't need good receivers. He just needed a tight end and a bunch of motherfuckers that worked at SunTrust Bank last week. And now it's showing that you do need help as a quarterback. Quarterbacks can't make receivers better. They can throw people open. They can tell them which way to go. But if a guy can't catch, he can't catch. It don't matter who the quarterback is. And that's what's being proven right now. Man, I'm sure heads are going to roll this offseason, and they'll shore that up. The Buffalo Bills travel to Philadelphia to take on the team with the best record in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope you don't pick who I think you're going to pick because Josh Allen is not trustworthy. I'm picking Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles too because Josh Allen sucks. <laughs> oh, you had me worried. I thought you were just gonna do a pick, that, a catch up pick to try to pick the Bills. Nah, and then I'm throwing a juju on the Eagles because usually, you know, the one time I picked them, they lost. Well, I'm one for one when I picked them. So, 
the Baltimore Ravens travel to LA to take on the Chargers at SoFi Stadium at 8:20 Eastern Time on Sunday Night Football. Give me Lamar Jackson and the and the Baltimore Ravens. About to call them the Baltimore Colts. They ain't playing Baltimore since I've been born. <laughs> I'll take the uh, Ravens also. Yeah, I don't know what's what's going on with the Chargers. I keep hearing Justin Herbert is the best young quarterback in the league, or one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Their offense coordinator sucks. I know that. Oh. I don't know. Looking a little shaky there. Is that uh, is that Sunday night game or Monday yeah, that night was game? Sunday, and then Monday night football: the Bears and the Vikings. Yeah, just Justin Field played well, but it's still lost. Mm-hmm. This is in Minneapolis. Yep. Give me, give me the, give me the Vikings. I'll take the Bears because it's in Minneapolis. That means it's on turf, and I don't think they're going to be able to catch up with Justin Fields. If you got him in fantasy, I'd start him this week. There's a lot of games that could go either way. So if I just completely shit the bed, this is your week to catch up. Yeah. Um. It's going to be a good week of football, EJ. Uh, Featured Thursday night Thanksgiving turkey game with our Cowboys. Which is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Thursday football. Big fan of Thursday football. And then next week, Cowboys play another Thursday game, which they've been made a tradition lately. I'm not mad at. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like it. Uh, <laughs> Why not? I don't know. It just seems weird that they make them play. Like, I don't, it just seems weird. Uh, fuck me. Mm. Well, she's not gonna NXT, NXT happening? No, I'm looking, <laughs> looking at the schedule for football. I had no idea the Cowboys play Saturday night, New Year's Eve weekend. Uh, oh really yeah and I just booked plans for my New Year's like an hour and a half ago <laughs> now I'll be like well you only gotta watch the Cowboys game so it'll be over at 1130 um, we'll figure that out but yeah you got anything you want to add EJ before we get up out of here Ah, shout out to listeners out there and then everybody chiming in on social media with those questions like yeah, you we, said earlier we'll make that a thing that happens regularly every now and then yep and uh, i just saw we got a couple questions that came in on instagram that i didn't see but you know maybe we'll get to those at another time uh my bad i mean to cut you off but yeah talking about the questions yeah so yeah shout out to y'all for that and then i know you'll be on 80 proof it's coming up thursday y'all now on youtube so subscribe to that subscribe to our youtube page we got that going we're going to start dropping episodes on there regularly. I'm trying to make it on Wednesday to be a regular thing so y'all can view those once we release this. Now, we'll also be releasing Haymaker MMA this week, too. Give the eulogy to Bellator. And that's all I got. Uh, like EJ said, shout out to the listeners. Shout out to everybody to ask questions. Pedopolis, Nico Dad, Robert Custis, and Chris White Sox. Until next week, this is Boo to the Face. Peace.